Hello, everyone. Hi, Miriam. How are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing great. I'm excited to kickstart this session. Me too, me too. This is like going to be, I think, interesting. SEO cash flow. This is our project. Yes. So I know that whenever I listen to something, I'm like, ah, they're going to introduce themselves. But I think we must. This is the first episode. So if you had one sentence to describe yourself and what we're going to do today, Olga, go right ahead. Hmm, okay, and I have to tell the audience before I do that, that uh, we are going to record the entire episode without any break. So there's going to be no editing. So if we say stupid things, you will have to listen to them. Okay, I'm Olga. I am an SEO consultant and a runner and a pigeon owner. And this project project is supposed to help people uh, get most money out of SEO by valuing themselves more because I've been there, I have been underrated, I have been paid too little and I think you, the audience, should also like fix that issue for you. Absolutely and I'm Miriam Gessier and I'm also an SEO consultant. I've been doing this for quite a while, so 15 years in the SEO industry probably something like eight, almost nine years now as a freelancer. I'm what you would define as a successful accidental freelancer. And I learned quite a few things along the way. Things that I wish people had told me. Things that I wish I knew way back when I got started. So I'm here to communicate about all that I have learned to make sure that you don't go through the stuff that Olga described. Yeah, yeah. And you are more experienced with which is I think a a nice mix because I am more of a newbie as a freelancer because I went fully like on my own only last year and you have been doing that for way longer so I think you are more experienced and I think in this process I will also learn a lot from you. Well the first thing I didn't think I would talk about is did you know Olga that on average and this is not based on strict data, but what other consultants see in the industry. People who start freelancing the first year is make or break. So many people after the first year will choose to return to an employer for various reasons. And once you have made it past the three-year milestone, that's where you can tell who's going to be sticking around and actually continuing this adventure versus some other people who simply burn out or realize, "Mm, that's not for me. Okay, and what may be the reasons they think it's not for them? Are you talking about financial things that they don't have enough clients or? No, that's that's the most common fear, not having clients. But if you're already like kickstarting your freelancing efforts, there's usually a good reason for that. So there's a lot of literature out there on how to get your first clients, how to maintain clients, how to grow clients. We're not here for that yet. We're here to talk about the tangible stuff where you're like, I can't figure out accounting. I don't know how to do estimates. What about contracts? Am I asking too little, too much? And if you don't know how to price yourself, you're going to burn out because 
you're not going to be making enough money, but you're going to have way too much work. Yeah. So there's, there's this notion of taking care and taking control of your finances, but everybody talks about it in a way where you feel like you're a Boston consulting group consultant and you're not, you're in your PJs at home getting jo the job done. So it's, it's yeah. our first topic today. We're going to be talking about something many people don't talk about, or if they talk about it, they talk about it in very theoretical, nebulous terms where once again, you on your sofa working with a laptop go, okay, well, what does that mean for me? What, how do I apply this? What is this financial security? I'm still terrified. So the first thing that I talk to when I talk to people who start freelancing is the concept of fuck you money. And nobody talks about it. And I think yeah. it's such a good name because it sticks. Financial security, not so much. That sounds like something you should have maybe later. And later never really comes because um, the world is on fire and it's very complicated just to survive. So yeah. let's talk about fuck you money. So what does it mean concretely? Well, this session got started because I posted something a while back on social media saying, here's some honest advice for self-employed folks. No matter what you call yourself, at the end of the day, if you are your own boss, we have to talk about fuck you money. So you need to save enough money to safely, so big words, my apologies. Sorry. I have a bit of an issue. Okay. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh my. I'm really sorry, Olga. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes? No? Yes. Yes. Okay. So apparently there is this unholy screeching sound in my ears when I talk. Oh. I have to pause it. Just give me a moment. Okay. Um, I don't understand what's going on. Hopefully that will be fixed. Can you say anything? Help me out. I'm lost. Oh, this is one of the things we should normally edit. My. Nope. So but we won't. just give me a moment. I know how to fix this. I actually am equipped. This is not the first time this type of stuff happens to okay. me. Okay. So just a moment. I should be back. Okay, Olga, can you tell me I am waiting. I will try talking. Let's get this done. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. I... So, I'm really sorry. I think I may have lost half of my inner ear on the left due to the screeching, but we should oh, be good. You didn't look like that. Oh, you are a very strong well, it person. Was, it was like, I'm not going to keep going, but I could. I have the vocal cords for it. So, okay. I was Fuck saying, you money. You save, yeah, you need to save enough money to safely say no thank you to any project that comes with red flags. And red flags, oh, we'll have time to define what they mean in detail at, in some other session. Right now, we need you to focus on the concept of save enough money to say no thank you. Why? Well, because then you get to be comfortable. And once you do that, you need to save enough money to have a fuck you fund. What is a fuck you fund? It allows you to walk 
away from contracts where people don't respect your time, your expertise, but they're these clients are convinced you're going to stay because you are a starving freelancer. And why would you even say no? Yeah. This yeah. is where fuck you money comes in. So I'm going to ask you, Olga, just, you don't even have to give too many details. You can just make faces or describe with a few words. Have you ever had clients where you're like, I wish I could just walk away. Like I, yeah. I can't yeah. do this anymore. Yeah, we all yeah. have. Everyone has them. And you think, I'm going to leave my agency. I'm going to leave the client I work for. I'm going to stop being an in-house expert. And then magically all my problems are going away. No, they are actually magnified because those clients think that you only need them in life and that you're desperate, but you're not. You're not because you have enough money to say safely, oh, I'm really sorry I'm not available for this. And then you have fuck you money that enables you to go, Fuck you, fuck her, fuck him, fuck them, fuck all of you. I'm out. This is unacceptable. You do not respect my expertise. You don't respect my time. And that is very important. And I know people talk about a safety net, a little fund, an emergency fund. And I don't know if you've ever heard that advice of um, you need to save three months worth of wages yeah. to feel comfortable. Fuck your money doesn't work this way. So fuck you money is a bit unusual because this is the type of money where you go, I may, I, I have enough, like for me this year, I'm covered up to 65%. I'm cool. like already concrete signed ready. Then I have another 20% that's still in talks. My year is almost blocked off. Fantastic. I hope that this happens to everyone else. But what happens if that like $30,000 contract for a single person turns out to be one where I really wanted the contract, I really wanted the client, but they're stressing me out about the deadlines. They become 60% of my inbox. They yeah. And yeah, they, oh, I, I see you smiling. So I know I'm not alone describing this. Okay, so... This is where fucking money comes in. You look at this and you go, can I survive telling them no? Will I be fine? Will other clients come in to complete stuff? Am I opening myself to new opportunities by saying no? Like what's keeping me there? Because you need to start assessing, okay, can I afford to walk away? And when we say, can I afford to walk away? It's not only money. It's future money too. Like, you are afraid that your reputation may get tarnished because you walked away, because people may complain. But the truth is the opposite. Yeah. Here's why. When you say no to something, this means that you're making sure your reputation doesn't suffer. There's nothing worse than being onboarded onto a losing project that is getting nothing done, and then you end up being blamed, despite the fact that when you're an SEO, either you work well with everyone, and we all make some changes and implement the right things, or all of your advice counts for nothing. There's no tangible result. Things just keep getting worse or stagnating. Not good, right? So when did you feel, Olga, that you had enough money? And when we say money, and enough fuck you capital all over, not just money, but when did you feel comfortable telling that one hairy client, listen, I'm done, I'm done, I'm out. So uh, to be honest, uh, 
the way I did it was a bit different. I didn't like have this fuck you money. I wasn't saving money for, for this purpose. The way I did it uh, three years ago, almost three years ago, I set up my own website. And while I was working at the agency, I was like devoting all my free time to writing articles so that hopefully something will grow out of it. And very quickly, I started to uh, get clients uh, who wanted me to audit their sites. And after I think a year or a year and a half, I had my first contract. And after that, kind of, I, I started to get more and more clients. And, and at some point last year, I felt comfortable enough that, okay, I, I don't want to have a job anymore because this is not the path I am like, want to, I, I want to follow. I am worth way more than they are willing to pay me. And I'm okay with earning probably less for some time, but I want to do it and and this way the transition was quite smooth for me because I had some hesitation but when I decided that okay I'm doing this kind of all the other things everything kind of clicked together and I am now way way better than I was before when I had a job and clients I'm way better now with only having clients so this so was like the, the main transition for me you you express something very important and i think we need to get back on this i love the concept of fuck you money because it makes me feel very comfortable but you're describing something that i would call the fuck you das capital you yeah. invested in yourself you invested in your reputation you invested long term in the ability to generate this income and yeah. this made you feel comfortable saying no, thanks. I'm done with this because you knew there was something else yeah. happening. So this ties into another piece of advice that is cash flow related. When you get started the first year, you say yes to almost everything. Yeah, exactly. That's how you build your business. You say yes to all the other stuff nobody else will do. Like I said yes to a lot of things other people didn't want to do. And they were great opportunities and they helped me grow and learn, etc. But I built my brand by saying no, by deciding what was worth my time, by deciding the types of clients that were worth my time and figuring out what I am worth. So when we talk about fucking money, it's not going to be this magical thing where you go, I have three months, I should be fine. It's you having those three months or having you know, this leads pipeline where, you know, okay, there's people lining up, waiting or asking me to work with them. And then you get this confidence to go, this project, it's not suiting me. This team, it's not working for me. And it's not that it's not working for you from a personal standpoint. It's this mix of personal standpoint, expertise not being respected, the project going off the rails. Yeah. You have to bail. And when you have to bail, the emotions are really high. So what is the one thing that you can rationalize? What is the one thing that we are all afraid of? Money. So as soon as you have enough money in the bank, and when I say money in the bank, it's money in the freelancing piggy bank, huh? and that you know that clients are coming in, that you know you have the ability to generate this income, you will know that you have reached fuck you money levels and if you do not reach that level that comfort level you may burn out very fast 
you may end up being part of the one-year tribe or the three-year milestone non-survivors. <laughs> and that's, yeah, but it's something that's really important. So no, there's a concept, a cognitive bias called the survivor bias. Have you heard of it, about it yet? I heard about it, but mm -hmm. I think I would like you to explain it in more no. detail. So during the war, a long time ago, yeah. So you will check out the Wikipedia page to have all the details because it's a fantastic read. People were asking, how can we reinforce planes when they get shot by the enemy? And then you look at the patterns of the bullet holes and you're like, we have to reinforce the wings. We have to reinforce the cockpit. We have, we have, we have to do all this. But the truth is by focusing on the airplanes that made it home to strengthen them, you have a survivor bias. You only focused on the ones who survived. How can you ensure the other ones do as well? You're not considering how they got downed. These are the areas that you should strengthen. These are the ones that make sure more planes come home. So when, when we talk about SEO cash flow, this is what we're talking about. This is why we're addressing not financial stability, but fuck you money to make sure that you understand how to keep yourself from burning out, how to make sure that your expertise is respected and how to make sure you can afford and feel comfortable, feel confident to ask for more, to ask for what you are worth. Someone that is coming to me and is asking, you know, oh, I, I, I thought you were, you would be less expensive. I already don't like that. That's already a first flag yeah. for me. Here's why. A client that will say, I'm really sorry it's not in my budget. We can talk about your budget. But you already coming at me saying, oh, you're too expensive. No, 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 no. You can't afford me. That's a different story. That's fine. That I'm very comfortable with that. But you see how things are happening where if somebody comes at you saying, well, I thought you would be cheaper. You feel forced to sell yourself cheap. Yeah. And then you don't like that contract. It does not make you feel good. So fuck you money is a self-care concept. It's more than just having money. It's having enough money and enough comfort to do what you want to do and evolve the way you want to evolve. So fuck your money may be just one month worth of your income. It may be three. It may not even be a number. For me, just like you, it wasn't a number. It, was, it took me a while to get my fuck you money. It took me almost three years of me saying yes to almost anything because I was so stressed. I was so stressed that people would not like me, that people would not give me a good reputation, etc. But once I realized, oh, the leads are never stopping. Yeah. Never st people are lined up. I started increasing my rates. I started saying no a lot more. And I started getting comfortable going, I'm out of here. Bail, 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 abort. And I have no shame walking away from an explosion. And I'm so cool. I don't even turn around to look at it and go, oh, see, I told you it exploded. Oh, I'm a consultant. I'm a professional. Of course I knew this was going to explode. I'm glad I got out in time because fuck you money told me I could. Yeah, so. yeah, I yeah, I can totally re relate to that. And even though like my experience as a because like I have been in SEO for more than ten years now, but I have been doing my my website for almost three years. And yes, this is true. For the first year, maybe year and a half, 
year at least I was saying yes to every lead that that came and then when I was so busy I decided to also raise my prices and I think like last year I started to actually say no I got rid of some some clients I I turned down some offers because like I started to feel that I want to work with a select few clients who with whom I like working, who pay me enough for me to have like the full motivation to do absolutely my best. Yes. And this is kind of like, yeah, but yeah. So if you're complaining that you're not finding the right clients, that is the projects are never like the fun ones. If you think, okay, I see all of these other experts talk about all the fun stuff that they get to do, but I only have people coming at me to ask me to build their WordPress website and SEO on the side. You know what the answer is? Fuck your money. You need to take on a few more of these projects and then you will know. I am comfortable walking away from this mess. I am done. This shit show is not mine. And there's this idiom I absolutely love. And I know you know this one because it's from your side of the, your neck of the woods. Not my circus, not my monkeys. This is not, this is not a thing for me. I am out. This is your circus. So I'm hoping that, you know, this advice resonates with some of you. And I'd love to know if you're listening to this, when did you realize you had fuck you money? When did, when did it start giving you some comfort and some, some swagger to start taking charge of where you're going as a consultant yeah this is like I would say in my case it was like when I noticed when I started to like get around with other SEOs when I kind of jumped into this world and I started to like make friends among those well-known SEOs and when I saw how much they charge and I saw that oh Jesus this is possible and I noticed that, oh, no, no, I'm not going to do that any longer because, like, I have just as much experience as many of them. Of course, I'm not the smartest, but I have enough experience to, to I think, do what I offer doing. That's the, the, the thing I don't like about our industry. There's this notion that we have to be the smartest. So, first of all, yeah. I used to read your stuff and be super impressed as a lurker, and I never reached out to you, just so you know. I noticed you, okay? Oh, so, when it comes awesome. to like, not feeling the smartest, none of us feel like we're the smartest. Yeah. And when I first got started, when it comes to the hourly rate or how to price yourself and all this, you get super stressed. And then you realize there's some people who are mediocre at best, charging a lot more than you are. Yeah. You're like, I wish I had that confidence. So this comes with time, okay? Let's not hurry to fix everything as a consultant. Let's get started with this first session going, okay, how do I get fuck you money how do I achieve this because once you feel that comfort exactly like you said you're going to feel more comfortable talking to other people figuring out how it works because you feel comfy you are you know where you stand you're not scared you have fuck you money in the back of your pocket in the back of your mind and you know hey I can talk to someone else like I had someone um 
talked to me yesterday about their hourly rate going, oh my goodness, you and I, we charge the same. I thought you would be charging more. Oh. And I was like, I was like, I didn't even feel the FOMO because I was like, I'm comfortable. Like I charge like a lawyer. If you charge as much as a good divorce lawyer in North America, know you're comfortable you yeah. could be charging a lot more but maybe you could just develop new products or find a different way to do this because sometimes the pricing means that you know like okay my hourly wage is this but sometimes you will sell a bundle you will sell different things you're more comfortable simply going that's my range that th because if you go above you may get some clients that you don't like as well that's that's another yeah. discussion for another time and if you but, go below the same absolutely and that's why it's complicated to gauge so our first episode is concentrating on hey i need to feel comfortable saying fuck you in very corporate and polite ways like oh i may not be the consultant for you or oh the scope of the project has evolved and sadly i'm no longer able to a b c d e f so these are things that you should not agonize over and that's where the money comes in the you will come to realize, and that's what fuck you money is too, that money is supposed to go into your bank account to feed your lifestyle and feed you. You are not supposed to accumulate money just for money's sake, because then yeah. you will burn out. It becomes your one objective, and then you can't see anything else, and you don't understand why your quality of life has gone down. So exactly. I hope that this advice resonates with other people. We have quite a few things planned for the next episodes as well so any feedback is welcome yeah and if you don't have feedback or if you prefer to lurk that's completely fine don't worry we'll be here every month with one solid piece of advice you can define and apply for yourself yeah, and for now, I invite you to join our new LinkedIn group where you can ask questions and join the discussions all around Fuck You Money. And I can also like quickly tell the story of my first Fuck You Money, like the first yes. time I did it. It was, yes. I think, two years ago, probably someone re reached out to me on LinkedIn. This was another SEO who had a client. And he told me that... Uh, if I offer, I think, a link, internal linking audit, something like that. And I said, yes, I do. And he said, but my client is very economical. It's like very, very. So I need you to do it for, I don't remember the price, but it was like $100 for the audit, something like that. And I said, oh, okay, I can do it. But uh, my price is, I, I think I, I said 5K. And he said, good luck with that. And and I think, yeah, I, I had good luck after that. So I that's that's actually in the trade, it's called the plumber price. If you don't if you want to politely tell someone, hey, you're asking for a hundred, I'm asking for five K, we're too far apart, you let them realize that they have disqualified themselves. You don't even need to argue. Like he just told you or they just told you. Good luck with that because you are so far apart that there's no negotiating yeah. this. And that's another element. That's the added layer that we're we're always going to bring out. If you happen to be a woman or a non-binary person in SEO, people will lowball you. It's just, yeah. it's a fact of yeah. life. Like birds chirp, 
people will try to lowball you and the sky is blue the end and that's fine it's part i mean of course it's not but we we talk and roll fuck your money once again ensures that you don't end up in these situations where the deck is stacked against you it helps you navigate these situations and for the record olga I think that this person had used up most of the budget on stuff that didn't make sense and needed you to save their butts, but for cheap. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So good luck with that. (laughs) I think I think this should be our calling card for SEO cash flow. We could end every single episode with good luck with that. (laughs) Exactly. Good luck with that. And yeah. So I hope that this was, once again, something that resonates with you. It's an easy piece of advice, but it feels so good to hear it from someone else when you're by yourself. Because if you're here listening to us, you probably felt scared or stressed, and you probably reached out to some other people. And if they're friends or old colleagues, they will tell you, oh, don't worry, and pat you on the back saying, you got this. You're like, no, I don't. I need help. And if you go on forums and ask for help and people don't really answer you or not straightforward or trying to discourage you, it feels really disheartening. So we're here. We're going to answer your questions. If you go in the LinkedIn group and want to know our hourly wage, this is absolutely something you can talk about with us. We're transparent. Exactly. But it's genuinely to help you out. There's many other folks that give this advice, but they're either too theoretical or they work with venture capital or they work with the giant groups and they have like these very specific niche um, things that they have to say and you hear them and you're like, that's not me. So we hope that you recognize yourself in the stuff we share. Yeah, exactly. So see you everyone in our next episode or in the LinkedIn group. Bye bye.